and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have with us today Reverend C.A. Benjamin, National Director of FIBA India to share God's word. Whatever you do or wherever you are at, we believe that this will be a timely word for you. We invite you to quieten your hearts and prayerfully listen to what God has to speak to you today. Thank you, Gershom, for the invitation to share God's word in your service. And I trust that this will be a blessing even as we look into God's word. This morning, I would like to focus from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2 to chapter 3, verse 4. We may not look into all the verses, but we will look at few. The Apostle Paul had planted the church in Corinth. Few years later, he was receiving questioning letters and reports of problems. The church was troubled with division, lawsuits between believers, sexual sins, disorderly worship, and spiritual immaturity. Paul wrote this uncompromising letter to correct these Christians and to answer their questions. He instructed them on many areas and he warned them not to be conformed to the world, but rather to live as godly examples. In verse 2, of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, or let me read from verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He is saying the effectiveness of the gospel is not the excellent arrangement of the stage setting or the lights around us, but it is the demonstration of the Spirit of God in and through us. Somehow, these days we focus on the setting. We focus on the messenger. But when we look at the Gospels, the focus was on the Word, the Lord. And um, this morning I would like us to focus on or the question, what is your standard of living? In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3, Paul says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And verse 5, the reason for this, for this, that the faith of the people should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now look at verse 3 of chapter 4, 2 Timothy. Time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. In other words, Paul is saying, People will look for teachers who will satisfy their hunger, not for the word of God, that which they love to listen. 
So they look for people who will speak the language that they would love to hear. Paul says in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 15, But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. And in chapter 3 verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Paul says there are three kinds of people. Number one, there is a natural man in chapter 2 verse 15. Then he talks about the carnal man, chapter 3 verse 1. And then in chapter 2 verse 6, he talks about the mature man. These three represent three standards of living. They haven't changed. The natural man, substandard living. The carnal man, low standard living. And the mature man, true standard of living. Can I invite you to look into God's word as we look at these three stages or three representations or three standards of living. In chapter 2 verse 14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but consider them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Now, in King James Version, it says natural man. In the New Living Translation, it says people who aren't spiritual. The Revised Standard Version says unspiritual person. Now, these are people who are trying to live the Christian life without a Christian experience, substandard living. They are outside the church, but they are unspiritual people who are the members of the church. Look at how Paul describes them. They do not accept the things, verse 14, that come from the Spirit of God, but considers, considers them foolishness and cannot understand them. Anything spiritual, they just push it aside. They don't want to be part of anything that is spiritual, but they take an active role. But Bible study does not make sense to them. And the in-depth study, they don't want it. They don't appreciate. They are so conscious of the time. They would like to come for a service, finish it, and then they want that which they want to hear. But anything deeper becomes unspiritual. And they are blind to the spiritual truths. The people with some standard living are recognized by their blindness. Look at verse 11. Verse 11. He says, Why they are not able to see? For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So when you do not have the Spirit of God, it is difficult for us to understand the heart of God. It's, you know, we don't need to have an exposition of that. It is absolutely plain because the Spirit interprets the word for us. 
So when I do not have a relationship with the living God, when I do not have the experience of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, it is difficult for me, it is impossible, impossible for me to understand. They love to take up roles in church without having a deeper relationship with the Lord. The Bible is very clear. It says, he who has the Son has life and he who does not have the Son does not have life. Is it too difficult to understand? He who has the Son has life and he who does not have the Son does not have life. Some substandard living marked by blindness. The second thing the Bible talks about is in chapter 3 verse 1. Low standard living. And I, brethren, I'm reading till verse 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able, for you are still carnal. Please notice these words. Still not able, for you are still carnal. If the substandard living is marked by blindness, then the low standard living is marked by weakness. There are three things that are so evident in the life of those who have a low standard living, those who are carnal. The first thing, they don't grow. These people prefer to live on the basic of Christian life. Anything more they don't want because they have no desire to grow in the Lord. Now, Paul is not saying, I am unprepared to speak to you. All that Paul is saying, I am disappointed. I came with a real desire and intention to share with you. But then when I came, I found that you are not in a position to even understand and grasp the deeper truth. Now look at this. The evidence of carnality is that I am satisfied with where I am with no desire to grow. He says, you are still carnal. He talks, uh, he says, you are babes, you are infants. Now to remain as babes is not simple lifestyle. The choice not to grow and to remain as babes is yours. When you were not able to receive it, you and I should have done something about it. The question that we need to ask is, am I growing in the Lord or am I satisfied with where I am? Am I still focusing on Psalms? Is my quiet time always in Psalms? As my prayer life deepened, as my walk with the Lord deepened, the evidence of carnality is there are no signs of growth seen. They are childish in their behaviors. They cannot do things by themselves. They still want someone to feed them. They are not in a position to read the word on their own and understand. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in the deceitful scheming. These are people who are more um, 
Uh, let me talk. These are people who are more of convention people. They live from one convention to another convention, one retreat to another retreat. There is nothing in between. It's not your. It's not that your spiritual standard. Maybe this morning, even as you're listening, it is good for us to ask. You know, not what others will think of me, but to ask ourselves to be honest in the presence of God and ask, Lord, am I carnal? Do I have a desire and hunger for Your Word? They are people who don't grow. Second evidence of carnality is not only they they don't not only have a desire, they don't have a desire to grow, but they also don't know. They do not know the deeper things or deeper truths from the Word, because Paul says. They are unready to receive the solid food. You are still carnal. That's what he says. You are still like that. I came and met you. I gave the basic, but now I'm coming, and you're still in the same place. There is a there's a duration, and that duration is is that you settle to your basic understanding of God's word. You do not know. You know if you have your. Pencil, or if you have your pen, you can write it down. I'm not going to dwell on it because that'll take a lot of time. The Hebrews gives us key warnings, and to so that we will be careful that we are not drifting away from God. Take down. There's a warning against drifting in Hebrews chapter two, verse one to four. There are six warnings, and let me. List them one by one. You please write it down. The warning against drifting. Secondly, the warning against departing from the truth. Chapter three, verse twelve to fifteen of Hebrews. Three, warning against disobedience. Chapter four, verse eleven to thirteen. Warning against dullness. There is no joy in my spiritual walk with God. There is a coldness in my spirit, and I do not enjoy my walk with the Lord. And then the fifth one is the warning against despising, chapter ten, verse twenty-six to thirty-nine. And finally, the warning against defying, chapter twelve, verse fourteen to nineteen. Let me just say it once again so that you can make sure that you have written all. The warning against drifting, chapter two, verse one to four. Warning against departing, chapter three, verse twelve to fifteen. Warning against disobedience, chapter four, verse eleven to thirteen. The warning against dullness, chapter five, verse eleven to chapter six, verse six. Warning against despising, chapter ten, verse twenty-six to thirty-nine. And the warning against defying, chapter twelve, fourteen to twenty-nine. The writer of Hebrews carefully tells his readers concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. Look at the text, Hebrews chapter five, verse eleven. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain. 
since you have become dull of hearing. The evidence of carnality is that you don't grow and you don't know. Have we become dull of hearing? That even the Lord is not able to have make a way or have a breakthrough in our life. I've been hearing it, but it's not taking any effect on my life. You're slow to grasp spiritual truth. They don't grow. They don't know. And then you find it in verse 3. They don't show. Verse 3. Behaving like mere men. In other words, the evidence of carnality is that you cannot distinguish by between a man, a natural man, and a spiritual man. You cannot say, oh, here is a child of God, because the fruit of the Spirit is not visible. Look at what he says. There is envy, strife, and divisions among you in the marketplace, in the place where you are. You and I have not revealed our testimony. We have not walked such a life so that people can look at our life and say, oh, he's a child of God. Because Paul writing to the church at Corinth saying, look at it, there is envy, there is friction, there is faction, there is fight. Are we a victim of envy and jealousy or are we the cause of this? Is it because of the carnality in our life and the people are unable to find out that I am truly a Christian? In James chapter 3 verse 13, he says, who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with gentleness and humility of true wisdom. The fruit of the Spirit is not visible. The Bible says in Acts chapter 11 verse 25 to 26, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And I want you to notice it. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Now, I don't believe it is just by the teaching they recognized, but by the lifestyle that synchronized with the teaching. And they were called Christians. Now, my friend, if substandard living is characterized by blindness, if low standard living is characterized by weakness, finally you find here the true standard of living. The true standard living is characterized by completeness. It is marked by maturity and intimacy. Paul is saying that we as children of God must grow into spiritual maturity. Now a spiritual person or a mature person is a person who is Christ-like. He walks the talk. Because Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 5, imitate Christ. Walk as Christ walk. walked. How do I grow towards spiritual maturity? In Psalm 27, verse 4, the psalmist says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. One thing. Can I ask you, what is your one desire in life? To seek the Lord? 
to dwell in his presence, to delight to do his will. And then you read in Luke chapter 10 verse 42, but one thing is needful and Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. One thing is needful. Look at Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 what Paul says. Brethren, I count not myself to, to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. A mature person will always long to do that one thing. Mary desired to sit at the feet of Jesus. The psalmist said this one thing I seek. Now for us to grow in the likeness of Christ, we need to have a daily spiritual exercise or discipline. And you're asking, what is that daily exercise? Once again, like I told you, writing um, the warnings in Hebrews, would you also take down these and do a study on your own? Let me quickly place the six things. Philippians chapter, I'm sorry, Psalm 145, verse 2. Every day I will bless thee and will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day. Look at the emphasis. There's a daily worship. Now, worship is not localized. Worship comes from a heart of experience. And wherever it is, whether you're driving or whether you're standing, a heart full of experience will worship. Now notice, it does not say worship the Lord. It says it's a daily worship. Every day I will bless thee. The evidence of a spirituality is that he is a person who worships the Lord. Every day, not just Sunday. Secondly, it's a daily witness. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. It's a daily witness. Now, my friend, let me make it very clear. It can be verbal, it can be non-verbal. The way we speak, we reflect the life of Christ. The way we talk, the way we relate to people, the way we react, let people know that we are His children. Thirdly, in Psalm 27 verse 4, it is not only daily worship and daily witness, it is also daily dwelling. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. I like that Sunday school chorus which we used to sing. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Let the beauty of Jesus dwell in the presence. Spend time with Him every day, every moment. And the Bible says in Amos chapter 3 verse 3, can two people walk together unless they have made an agreement with each other? And then you find in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16, it is not only a daily worship, it is not only daily witness, not only daily dwelling, it is also daily renewal. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. You know, in our walk every day, we stumble and fall. Now, failure is not falling. 
Failure is to remain in that fallen condition, not willing to rise up as forgiveness, not willing to go forward. And your daily renewal is come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. There are things that I have done knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive me, O Lord. Renew that commitment and ask the Lord to forgive us, create, to create a clean heart every day. And then you find there is a daily grace. Lamentations chapter 3, 22 to 23. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Isn't it wonderful that we live by grace every day? We don't live by yesterday's blessing. We work, we live to the, on today's blessing, today's grace. We rise up from the bed because of the grace of God. We walk because of the grace of God. We relate to people because of the grace of God. That's how it is. So let us be conscious of the grace of God every day and say, I live every moment by the grace of God. And then you find here in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. And look at verse 12. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is daily submission. Daily submission. A life of surrender. And say, Lord, this morning, I just want to submit myself into the hands. Lord, every day I want to get, give, it, give myself into your hands. Take my life, Lord, and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Let me take one person as an example before I close and look at his maturity. His name is Stephen. The Bible says, a man full of wisdom, full of grace, full of faith, full of spirit, full of scripture. Now, these qualities are not just for us to add in a CV, Stephen, full of wisdom, full of grace, full of faith, full of spirit and full of scripture. But you find it in a so visibly seen in his life, the way he dealt with people. Look at it. When you read his life, you will see his wisdom when he dealt with leaders. His grace when he was falsely accused. His faith that the Lord was on his side. The presence of the Holy Spirit when he was being stoned. His knowledge of scripture when they questioned him. And then you find in Acts chapter 6 verse 15, then all those who are sitting in the council stared intently at him and they saw that Stephen's face was like the face of an angel. The final moments of Stephen's departure would have impacted Paul. My friends, let me stop here and ask, am I a natural man, a carnal man, or am I a spiritual man? The evidence of me being a natural man is so visibly, is clearly seen. The evidence of carnality is also visible. But the evidence of spirituality, is it visible for people? What is my standard? living standard, living characterized by blindness. Low standard living 
characterized by weakness true standard living characterized by completeness the boy went for his first day at sunday school on returning home the mother asked about the sunday school she asked him about that story about the story then she asked him about his teacher he said i do not know her name but looks like she is the grandmother of jesus throughout the sunday school she was talking only about jesus what do people talk about you a child of god a disciple of jesus christ what do they say friends this morning shall we in the presence of god ask this question lord only you and i know where i stand in my relationship with you shall we look to the lord in prayer Lord we want to be absolutely honest in your presence O oh Lord this morning. We don't want to fake it because you know us. You know me. And so Lord this morning I pray that you will search my heart and see if there is any wicked way in me. Cleanse me O oh Lord, cleanse my heart, cleanse my thoughts. And Lord I want to walk with you. I ask for your forgiveness if there is anything a lot in my life that is stopping you or Lord if there's anything in my life that is hindering your presence forgive me and I pray that I will enjoy my walk with you I will enjoy witnessing for you and I pray a lot that people will see Christ in me Lord thank you for ministering to each one of us in Jesus name I pray amen thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from we are zion And to connect with us, go to weazion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.